0: Welcome to Ron Book Pod. I'm your host, Sarah Jean, and this month we'll be discussing queer paranormal romances and queer urban fantasy. Today, my guest is the wonderful and amazing Jordan L. Hawk. Welcome, Jordan.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Sarah.
0: So you are kind of like the queer parental figure <laughs> of queer historical paranormals, along with KJ Charles. Like, you both have, like, pioneered this Subgenre in romance
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was so excited when uh, She announced the Magpie Lord coming out Because I was like yes The genre literally just doubled in size
0: Because <laughs> at the time It was just Witter- it was just Wittershins Or Wyborn and Griffin I'm going to keep calling it Wittershins Because that's what sticks in my head
1: <laughs> Oh yeah no absolutely <laughs> I mean that's You can use that as an umbrella term for um, You know Wyborn and Griffin And uh, Wrath and Ruin
0: and ruin which one's Rick oh yes the the Unhallowed books I was like yes Unhallowed I haven't read (laughs) Unhallowed yet I'm waiting for the audio for that
1: (laughs) hopefully that will be out by the time this podcast goes up
0: (laughs) hopefully um I also haven't finished Why Why Born and Griffin yet I am two books behind I I wasn't ready to let them go yet (laughs) (laughs) like i I've always loved like paranormal romances and ghosts and spooky stuff and just wyborn and Griffin were like some of my first queer romances that I found outside of like fanfic uh-huh. and I was just like oh yes these boys I love these boys
1: <laughs> thank you I've heard from a lot of people actually who have not read the last book um, because they weren't you know quite ready to say goodbye so you're you're in good company. <laughs>
0: So, what was it like finishing a series that's taken. How long, how long were you writing Why Born and Griffin?
1: Um, Wittershins, I wrote it in the uh, summer of 2012, and it came out um, beginning of December 2012. And uh, Dessel came out uh, about a year ago, uh, in October of uh, 2019, so seven years.
0: That That's a long time to be in a world, and it must have, like, I know, I know you're still writing in that world because you have Unhallowed in that series, but it must have felt, I don't know, like, bittersweet to, like, say goodbye to the boys.
1: Uh, it was in a way, um, but I thought it was going to be a bit more bittersweet than it turned out to be. Um, I just, I felt like I left them in the place that they needed to be. You know, when I finished Decel, I felt like, okay, yeah, I've told this story, you know, to an end that at least was satisfying for myself. Um, so I actually, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so sad. And that didn't happen. You know, probably part of it, too, because I was uh, already planning to work on Unhallowed and uh, that series. But, yeah, you know, it just it was such a big chunk of my life. But uh, I don't know. I, I was... Pleased with uh, how it turned out, I was. Uh, hmm. I don't want to say surprisingly. That's completely the wrong word here. <laughs> we'll just leave it. I was very pleased at how it turned out, and it just uh, was a lot less bittersweet than I was expecting it to be.
0: Yeah. Um, so you have the unhallowed series now, and that's.
1: Yeah, that takes. I, place. I've
0: had. I've had Helen spoil. Helen also says hi, by the way. Um, hi, Helen. I've had <laughs> Helen spoil. She was like, "You like monster romances." you'll have to read this because there's monster romance. And I was like, I know, I know, I will get to it. But <laughs> <laughs> there needs, there's, I like, as I know in with Widdershins in particular, it come, like a lot of the inspiration came from like Lovecraftian cosmic horror type stuff. Yeah. Because um, you have more of a background, as I remember you talking at um, uh, Bishonin Khan, your background as a science fiction writer and how you kind of came into romance from that direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, I came in out of the science fiction and fantasy direction, so a lot of my roots are sort of the old school pulp um, science fiction, fantasy, uh, and, you know, horror um, writers.
0: Yeah, totally, because, like, I think there's room in romance, because we have, like, regular old PNR werewolves up the wazoo, but I think there's room for cosmic horror romances,
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: and I, I really like how Wittershins kind of, like, spawned a bunch of, like, historical paranormals along with KJ. So there's, like, Ali Theron's books now, and Lee Welch's, and I'm sure there's a bunch more They're starting to... The Scottish one that came out from Karina.
1: Oh. Uh, my my brain has just quit working. Best laid plaids. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, I have not like, read
1: that one yet, but I really want to. It's,
0: it's good. It's, like, spooky light. So if, like, I put, like, Wittershins on, like, high spooky cosmic horror, uh, Best Laid Plans is, like, light spooky.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like a nice spooky, not, like, scary spooky.
1: Yeah, um, right. It's not like, here's some more body horror for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great because there's just so much room in the genre to do all kinds of different things, all different levels of... You know, spookiness or creepiness or, you know, kissing monsters or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you're looking for. It's great that it's a lot more easy to find now.
0: I think the only book that's genuinely terrified me while reading it is probably KJ's Spectre Dial.
1: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you
0: have the literal zombies in the fens, and I'm like, oh my God, this is yes. actually terrifying.
1: Yes. yes, that whole stretch of it. Um, the fence and then the um the night before um in the house with uh, it's been so long since i've read it gosh dang it um but that whole stretch was like just really creepy it was so well done
0: it's it's one of my favorites of kj's and maybe last chance in hell maybe the the sequel will eventually come out of hell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> out, of, out of development um, Who
1: knows Yeah, um, you know, the writing biz is like that You know, yeah. you just Things don't go as planned
0: And, and that's fine Because I know you have put Hexworld on hold You've now moved from uh, The Hexworld of New York To shift, Shapeshifter speakeasies in Chicago
1: Yes uh, I'm really enjoying writing this book Which is a nice feeling. Uh, It's kind of helped save my sanity uh, here the last uh, few months. Uh, But yes, the first, uh, it's going to be a trilogy set in 1920s Chicago within the Hexworld universe. Um, The first book is called Blind Tiger, which is a 1920s slang for like an illegal place to buy alcohol. Oh. And it's, of course, being Hexworld, it's also a pun because the uh, group that runs the Speakeasy are all um, big cat familiars.
0: Ooh. So. (laughs) That'll be really cool here. Or really cool to read, I should say.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah, this one, unlike the uh, Witch Police books, this one is going to focus on the same couple for all three books. So
0: Okay. Now, because I know... I'm in your Facebook group and a lot of people are like, do you prefer same couple series or following different couples? And I think it's, it depends on where the person has come from. If they've come from sci-fi, which generally follows the same characters, or if they've come from romance, which follows multiple characters and yeah. multiple relationships. Yeah. Um, it, do you have a preference of what you like to write more of the same couple or different couples?
1: Um, Yeah, I've sort of figured that out. Uh, Hexworld was a attempt or a try by me to do something different. Uh, I'd never written different couples in each book. So I was like, you know, I'm always looking for something that's going to uh, stretch my limits and let me see what I can do. And so I... Did that and it was fun and I did enjoy it, but I think I overall prefer being able to do that deep dive on the same couple for multiple books, yeah. And really, you know, see how their relationship develops as uh, time goes on.
0: I'm currently, I think, all my TBR right now is the last two Specter books of season three, or is that okay. coming out? whatever one's coming out and the one that has already come out this year
1: <laughs> oh okay yeah uh, the second uh 3.4 came out um on the 16th of october
0: okay so i have 3.4 and 3.3 that i need to read um but i really like uh specter because you gave us it's kind of a poly romance in that caleb's possessed by gray <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So they very... are very
0: people. You have an ageless, genderless vampire who's like, silly mortals. What is all this
1: mortal nonsense? <laughs> mortal nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's been a really fun series to write. Um, it also started as a way of sort of challenging myself uh, because of the way that it's set up. Each series, I wanted to play out sort of like a season of television. Mm-hmm. So you have... The first few books, each one are very much monster of the week, but also building up an overall story arc for that quote unquote season and then, you know, culminating the the big bad. So that was, um, you know, it's kind of like working without a net because you can't really go back and change your mind if you get to, you know, if I get to like book five of season three, I can't be like, oh, you know, I want to change something because it's already out there. Yeah. So that's been a fun. The whole series has actually been just a lot of fun to write, but it's been a fun format to try my hand at.
0: And of course, every book ends in a cliffhanger. It's like, no! <laughs> What's going to happen? The next one's not out for however many months. or oh, no. So it's like, <laughs> I'll end up like with a backlog of like two or three books. And then I can like binge through the audios because the audios are only two or three hours. And that's like, oh, now I'm done. <laughs>
1: Yes, and we are recording the audio for um, 3.4 as we speak. Oh. so the audiobook for that will hopefully be out before the end of the year. Uh, okay. I know Audible has been a little slow.
0: I've noticed that. I've seen authors yeah. talking about backlogs of two or more months.
1: Yeah, so it might be a while, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be out. Uh, you know, no, no later than the end of the year.
0: Dash gotcha. yeah. Um, so speaking of spooky cosmic horror, I know we both really like the Magnus Archives.
1: Oh, it's so good. I'm uh, it's probably obsessed.
0: my one exception of, it, because I know it's not going to end happily, so it's my one exception to the must-have-a-happy-ending rule.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I think that's, again, what, as someone who came out of horror and fantasy and science fiction, um it works for me because I know I mean they've explicitly stated this is a tragedy, yeah, uh, that no one's gonna be okay <laughs> um, there's,
0: no one is going to be okay, nope, there's the end of the world happened,
1: <laughs> yes, already happened, uh <laughs> I mean, no one's already okay, but yeah. somehow it's going to be even worse, uh at least for our protagonists, but um, gosh, it's just so well written, it's so queer.
0: It's, it's so much fun. Like, I like how they play on the different cosmic horror tropes. Um, I think I only ever skipped one episode, and that was, like, the Meat Factory episode in, like, season two or something. So I was just like, mm, nope.
1: Oh, yeah, that nope. was... Uh,
0: um, But yikes. it's, I like how they, because you have John, the stuffy archivist, who, when he's in his archive, archivist voice, he's extremely stuffy. And you're like, oh, what, do I even like him right now? And then it's like, oh... <laughs> When he's not recording, he's like, oh, Martin's bringing me tea. Oh, Martin's so annoying. And it's just, all the characters are so delightful. um, and it's so
1: funny. Like, it's it's a horror. It's creepy. It's terrified. But it's also an office comedy. Yes. (laughs) You know? Like, it's so funny. And the characters are all just so alive. Uh, they're just so well written. all the acting is just incredible. Like just wow, yeah, i I could go on and on and on about how much I love it because I am completely obsess obsessed with it. Uh, I'm on their patreon and the second the new uh episode drops for early access, I'm like, you know, hitting that refresh button, like, come on.
0: um, so one of my other um favorite Urban fantasy series that has Like a romance element to it Is the Psycop series by Jordan Castillo Price
1: Oh, it's so good I love it
0: I, I remember talking with L.A. Witt in the UK Being like uh, oh, I have Bane Brain I spent the entire trip From like my entire trip To like get from like Spain at the time to like the UK And like the traveling between Listening to Psycop and now I have Bane Brain Because all I can think of is Victor Bane
1: it's Victor Bane Yeah <laughs> I've binge read, like, gosh, the first four or five were out. I can't remember exactly where it was because it was so long ago. But, like, as soon as I read the first one, I, like, just started, you know, binging them until I got caught up because it's such a great series. And it's I love that it's still ongoing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's nice to really be able to get into these long uh, series other than my own, <laughs> where, where I get to spend uh, you know time with these characters and really see how they grow. And I mean, looking at like Victor in book one,
0: he's a complete and utter mess. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, he is such a mess. And then comparing to like where he is now.
0: Yeah, I haven't know. read Bitter Pill yet, but I did read Murder House. Um, when I got into it, it was up to Spook Squad in the first Psychop Briefs volume, and so I like over the course of like I don't know two weeks or however long it takes because the first books are really short I binged yeah. all that and then Psychop Briefs is probably my favorite out of the entire series because we get more of the cozy moments between Jacob and Victor
1: yeah and we also yeah. get
0: a couple stories from um now I can't I just said his name and now I can't remember his name the love interest
1: Jacob, right?
0: Jacob, yes. There goes. Go. Okay. I just said his name and now I can't remember it. Thanks, like
1: my brain also uh, shorted out. I'm like,
0: uh. <laughs> um, but we get stories from Jacob's point of view in Psychop Briefs. You've read, or I've also read, the Magic in Manhattan series by Ali Turner. Ali Theron? Allie, Allie, why did I put Ali Turner? Ali Theron! <laughs> <laughs> That's because Haley Turner is above that.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: Okay. Um, so I read the first one. I haven't read book two yet, but I was really excited to see more New York set historical paranormals or just outside of the UK anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure why exactly. Maybe it's just because we're still, you know, I think, well, let me, let me, back myself up here i think because a lot of people get started reading historical romance by reading regencies that there's still a tendency to set anything historical in the uk um even if it is you know not regency or whatever so yeah it's really uh great to yeah read something else in new york or you know i would love to see more um you know, Victorian slash or Gilded Age um, stuff done in the uh, U.S. because it's an interesting time period. It's very different from what was going on in the U.K. And and definitely 1920s, it's completely different from what was going on in the U.K. And it's just sort of unexploited uh, vein of stories.
0: The Hanged Man and the Last Son by Katie Edwards takes place on – An alternate Nantucket,
1: (laughs) in that Atlantis
0: and the people of Atlantis came out of a different realm, or like the realm bubble popped or something, Uh and they landed in our world, and there was a war, and like half of Ukraine exploded, and half of the Pacific Northwest exploded, and where they were allowed to settle was like Nantucket. (laughs)
1: that's brilliant
0: so, like, and what they did was like took buildings they just like geo relocated using magic random buildings so like they have they took like all of boston's combat zone where like and then like other random pieces from like the human world and translocated it to nantucket and so like there's a the kraken swimming out of off of smith's point and like all like there's some little cottage is still left over. And I'm just seeing here that I spent like summers on the island going like, ah,
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> what, what do you mean? All these things from my childhood are now gone. <laughs> but this is also really cool because they're also having to fight zombies. And it's all based around like tarot cards. Oh, okay. So like each Atlantean uh-huh. sect is a different tarot card. Or, like, so, like, there's Lady Justice and Lord Sun, and, like, it's about um, Rune who's lost his court seat because his family was murdered. So he's just doing odd jobs for Lord Tower now, um, biding his time, and they get stuck with um, uh, this kid who they have to protect, and they, like, end up having to go on, like, this journey through, like, the island's, like, outer waste zone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, like, this magical forest And it's, like, absolutely ridiculous But it's one of my favorite, like, queer found family aspects Yeah That I've read lately Um, it's just And, like, book two gets a bit dark Because the hanged man is, like, really, really creepy Um, <laughs>
1: Oh, that sounds but so good.
0: It it's That's so going much on my fun.
1: TBR right now. It's
0: so much fun and I really like the audiobooks for those um but the 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 ebooks are also really good. And I think Katie he does a really great job cuz he grew up in the area. So he like knew what to do like how like the island was out, like laid out and stuff like that. So it was just it was really cool and also really horrifying.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, it's so interesting. I I mean, I like – there's not many books set in North Carolina, but as a reader, it's always really fun to, like, read something where you're like, oh, I know where that is, or I've been there, or I, you know, know this area really well.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Now, did you go to New Orleans for um, Spectre Season 3?
1: Yes. Uh, we went down in – when did season three start oh my god whatever the december before uh i started season three and uh, i had not i'd been to new orleans once before back for rt uh whenever whatever year that was and so i only really saw like the the hotel and the area immediately around the hotel so this time we you know that's the great thing about doing a lot of location research is you can just be like oh well that's a business expense <laughs> so yeah, totally. so we went down to new orleans for um four or five days over the december holiday break and you know just spent a lot of time walking i took like tons of pictures of just random things because i'm like oh this is this apartment building is would be great for uh john and caleb to stay in or oh here's uh you know this random tree that's really cool and i'm gonna use that and uh we drove out you know spent one day just driving around the um outskirts you know through uh, the bayous and around Pontchatrain just to kind of get the feel for uh the area because i i try to make the settings sort of their own characters in a way I think it's just really you know sometimes you read books and it's like this could really have been set anywhere uh, but I like to kind of have that f- flavor of the environment that they're in
0: yeah totally uh, one of the other um, it, this is actually a web comic but I read Muted by Miranda Munt um, which is similar to Spectre in that it's also polyam no one's possessed but there is one of the romantic relationships is with a plant demon. Sweet. Or like a humanoid plant demon. <laughs> um and it's a, it's also about witches and um this young woman, her aunt is terrible to her and not doesn't treat her right, and she ends up back at her childhood manor and she's trying to like she failed her ritual to like get her like demon contract or something that they have to do for this one specific family and it turns out like she's not from like she's like half one family half another family so she has like plant magic Uh um so she summons a plant demon and another witch from a different family also tries to help her so like it's kind of like a v rather than like a complete triangle i think or at least right right um but it's like it's got that really nice witchy vibe, and also it's a polyamorous romance with a plant demon. Where can you go wrong with that? <laughs>
1: yeah, right? I am I am there. I am there. Oh, that made me—oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that also takes place in New Orleans, so that reminded me of Spectre.
1: I'm definitely going to check that out because that sounds right up my alley. You said it was called Muted?
0: Yes. Um, It's oh. in our spreadsheet, and I have a link to the webtoons.
1: Oh, yeah. I see it. Um, I was gonna say the the spell the failed um ritual made me think of uh Jordan Castillo Price's other series, which I am going to have to look up the name of because I absolutely cannot remember it for some reason. Uh, ABCs of Spellcraft. Have you
0: I have read not that at read, all? I have not read that yet. One of my other Amelia's read that, um, and I think she was really liking that. And it was much fluffier.
1: Oh, very fluffy. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's completely different vibe from uh, Psychop, But it definitely has a lot of the found family vibe in it. Um, in that you have uh, one of the characters, Yuri, who is from Russia, uh, sort of gets adopted by the love interests, you know, family in a way. <laughs> Crazy family. Uh, so it's a lot of, yeah. It's just it's much more playful, um and it's sort of like every installment. Yeah, you know, they're shorter novella length, and every installment. Yeah, you know, they're kind of faced with a different magical uh situation that they have to fix.
0: Gotcha. I, I really. Well, you're both named Jordan, but I really like. I like both your works. You have different ways of doing spooky, doing different ways of spooky.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a a very large overlap in our audiences, probably for pretty obvious reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of the other cosmic horror things I've been reading, um, or I'm catching up right now, it's called Sink Your Hook Teeth. And it's a webcomic on Tapas. And it's about these two scientists. I think they're both trans. I don't remember. And they're trying to investigate this disease that's caused by merfolk. That leads to, like, humans rotting, I guess. That's what cool. I remember. Um, and the two scientists fall, each fall for a different person um, And I think... In this universe all merfolk are like a gender? Okay. Okay. Um so it's like really spooky and really gory but also a love story romance type vibe. It's really it was it was a lot of fun when I remember reading it. In the less spooky merfolk vibes. <laughs> um <laughs> there's uh, Moonbright Tides by Ruana Silver. Um, It's like an FF romance between a witch who controls the tides or is trying to, who lost her ability to control the tides and, like, this mermaid who, like, visits her and stuff like that.
1: Oh, that sounds really cute.
0: It is. It's absolutely adorable. And they also have um, a vampire romance with a mall cop called Steak Sauce. (laughs) Or, like, they're an ex-mall cop. And I think either the vampire or the mall cop is trans. Um... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and they, they posted
0: hilarious. fan art Of like I think the vampire Was like being called a good boy And like his ears had been down because he was sad And then the ears immediately went up And I was like <laughs> yes This is the content I want from my vampires Their ears show their emotions
1: That's awesome I love that
0: um, But like R- Rihanna does Like really great like, ur- like Urban fantasy With like Not space vibes but like I just really it's like very soft, found family mm-hmm. queerness. And I just I just really love their writing. Um and then else was I reading. Uh da, 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 da. the Lois Snifflin series by T. Frohawk. Um it's set in 1930s, Spain, before Franco takes power, and then after Franco takes power. Um, And it's with these angels and demons, and they're reincarnations of, like, Solomon and his followers.
1: Ooh, okay. (laughs) And they
0: use, like, their voices to sing. Like, their powers are from, like, singing and music. So, like, all the battles take place around song and, like, this violin and stuff like that. Um, And it's also about, like, trying to stop the Nazis, which doesn't go so well. Um and like it's dark historical fantasy like very dark yeah but the elements of like found family and established relationships and how these characters care for each other was like really like oh god my husband's being tortured right now by my evil ex-boyfriend um I gotta go rescue him <laughs>
1: oh my gosh
0: um, and like there's still happy endings or at least happy for now because like book three comes out next year but I just really like because we don't get like a lot of historical stuff set in like Spain yeah uh, so I, I like I really like how that was done and just the demon angel god messengers aspect was pretty cool
1: <laughs> yeah that yeah. sounds wild
0: what other urban fantasies or paranormal romances do you enjoy?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, I think we lightly touched uh, Well, no, we didn't actually touch on it. We just mispronounced. We just confused Allie Theron and Hayley Turner. Uh, yeah. Soulbound series. Yes. Um, is very good. I am behind on it, unfortunately.
0: I finished. Um, I binged the first three in like a week and a half on audio which is a bad idea because now i don't remember anything (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i have like book four and book five left to do on audio which i will not binge one after the other Um, oh i i I do
1: that all the time i
0: really because i one of i like i appreciate stories that have different couples I appreciate them i love them they're my candy but i also really like long series that follow the same couple yeah <laughs>
1: uh, yeah say we
0: don't always get that or like i like with like main with like mainstream het his pet paranormal romances we all get these like long f- 20 plus book series that follow varying couples or the same couple and i'm sitting here like why can't we have that in gay romance or queer romance
1: like yeah exactly where's
0: our giant like your your books are like i think the longest we have along with jordan price possibly
1: yeah i think uh, what number i can't remember what number she's on but it's getting it's getting close she'll probably surpass like me for sure i think between yeah. you
0: harper fox And Jordan Grace, those are like the longest queer romances that I can think of um, that follow the same couple.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harper, uh, Harper Fox, you know, another great example. Um, Her, oh, gosh, what is the name of the series?
0: Kayak and Frame.
1: Yes, thank you. Those are so good. Um, They're so atmospheric, too.
0: I haven't read book 10, part one or part two yet. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm behind. I'm behind on that one, too. I'm behind on literally everything, and I was like, oh, I'm going to catch up on my reading, and my brain was like, well, you're just going to be reading true crime and horror novels. I
0: was determined to finish Wyborn and Griffin before this recording, and then I spent two and a half weeks reading Avatar fanfic for Zuko and Sokka so
1: <laughs>
0: you know yes. um, but the soul back to the soulbound series um <laughs> I really like how Haley does like each book is kind of like a happy for now and then like yeah. book six or whatever the series ends is like the final happy ending and I really like how the relationship develops throughout the series um I don't really care for the sex scenes in it, but that's just me when I listen to them on audio, and it's like, they've been going at it for 20 minutes. Can we move <laughs> on now, please? Um, but I really like Jono, and I really like how grumpy Patrick is.
1: Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't really say anything after I had that really, really long sex scene in uh, Destroyer of Worlds. So I can't uh, I can't uh, cast any stones to anybody for sure. Oh, but sex-
0: destroyer of worlds. Yeah, I don't like
1: remember Ray and uh John's first encounter. That was like a three thousand word sex scene. That's the longest sex scene I've ever <laughs> written. That is life. a
0: long sex scene. I know <laughs>
1: so long. that
0: in one of T. J. Clune's books that he has like a ten thousand word sex scene. Oh wow! And I'm just like, how?
1: <laughs> that's that's impressive. That's very impressive. How I thought three thousand was. It. I thought 3000 was crazy, but I that was one of those I really wanted to. It was such an important moment that I gave it the space. But yeah, to go back to the Soulbound series, um, yeah, I love the world building, it's just really well developed. Yeah, no, I really, really have enjoyed that series.
0: So, what books are on your uh to be read list?
1: For the future oh good Lord so many um, well I just this is not paranormal but I just downloaded um, Selena Cray's new Stoker and bash book came out today
0: I need to read that series it's, I think I own the first one and I own them all good. I have like the first one in paperback
1: it's very good it's a diverse queer historical um, it's it's really fun um i think a lot of people who enjoy Whiteboard border griffin would also enjoy stoker and bash um it's not as bonkers <laughs> as Whiteboard border griffin is but there's, uh, no out of mines? there's no
0: aliens coming out of mine
1: there's no aliens coming out of mine that's one of my For- favorite reviews uh somebody on twitter said it was brilliantly bonkers and i'm like i'm getting that on a, on a you know business card <laughs>
0: I mean, it, 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 the series is very wild, because you're like, oh, there's space aliens in coal mines, and oh, we now have a fish sister. Okay, this fish sister has a girlfriend now. This is nice.
1: Yeah, what I was doing... Uh getting the cover art done for Drockenwood and Lou Harper was like, oh, well, you know, send me a, if you don't, you don't have a back cover blurb yet, so just send me a summary. And I read it, wrote it out. And I'm like, this sounds completely insane. Like it really <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, well, his brother and tentacles and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, this sounds completely insane. <laughs> Like, without of con- in no context, I'm like, she's got to be like, what the hell kind of books am I doing covers for?
0: I'm sure she has weirder.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you, my brother, the lead character's brother turned himself into a tentacle monster, is pretty out there, I gotta be, I gotta say.
0: Yeah, you're, you are right about that. Yeah, that is pretty weird. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Uh, other things on TBR. Uh, I again need to catch up with uh, the Soulbound series. I need to catch up with um, uh, Harper Fox's uh, series. I need to catch up with so many things.
0: I this year I was I don't know what my reading goal for this year was, but it was to stay more on top of my reading than I actually was like i've still read a lot but like not what i was supposed to read
1: (laughs) yeah i uh again my brain same thing was like let's binge true crime books and so i read a ton this year but it's all like you know um and rule and uh some other writers you know it's all like here's another book on these horrible murders yay of like (laughs) why brain why but that's where we're at right now
0: (laughs) to focus on non-fiction nature books so i was like spending august reading about coyotes and beavers
1: nice (laughs)
0: Um, nice and how like terrible people are to the environment but um the the in the happy side of book land um on my tbr i have black veins by aisha Monet and that's like an urban fantasy YA novel with like a queer found family cast of like an a romantic character i believe Nice. so like that's really cool and then the root by Na Amen Gobert tailan which is also like a it's another queer urban fantasy with a black gaming character and then i have um i need to finish steak sauce by Rana Silver before book 2 comes out which i think is this week or on Halloween um, oh, nice. So it will be out already by the time This recording airs Oh and also catching up with um, The Madness Archives Before that goes on hiatus again um, Yes So uh, There's there's so many spooky podcasts That are like queer Fiction narrative stuff That I'm just like it, There's so much to choose from And I like having the problem of so much to choose from
1: <laughs> Oh yeah for sure Because it's and better
0: then... than like 10 years ago When there was like I think just Jordan Price.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I think Victor's been running since like 2006.
1: Yeah, yeah. He is definitely the uh, Victor Bane, granddaddy of uh, queer paranormal romance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, totally. He
1: uh, would hate that description. <laughs> he,
0: he would hate that so much. Victor doesn't want anything to do with tiny children. <laughs>
1: It's probably um, for the best. Frankly. Definitely for
0: the best. Um, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. You can find me, Sarah, on Twitter at Queer underscore Reader and Rom Book at Rom Book uh, And you can find Jordan. Where can we find you, Jordan?
1: Uh, well, thanks so much for having me, first off. And um, you can find me at my website, uh, Jordanelhawk.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, all at Jordanelhawk.
0: And then there's the oh god, what is your Facebook group called?
1: Wittershins uh, Witter- knows its own. Yes, that.
0: <laughs> it's a very active group, and it's very delightful.
1: It is. It's uh, it's really a fantastic. I don't really go on Facebook except to go to the group. That's really all. Oh. I use and Facebook. You also for. have a
0: Discord, I think
1: uh yeah i have um a discord that is connected with my patreon yes. um so i should probably yes uh patreon.com slash awesome
0: thank you so much for coming on this was so much fun um i hope to see you at a convention maybe next year
1: i certainly hope so thanks again for having me
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of rom book pod inclusively yours If you'd like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at RomBookPod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.